February 10th, 2019, Sunday, 2.52pm. My name is Two Large Vodka Red Bulls on a Sunday, and welcome back to another episode of Slopfest. It's your weekly dose of weirdness where we take strange people, strange events, and strange behavior. We slap it under that microscope and say, hey, that's weird. And then we have a giggle about it. <laughs> I've been sick. I had a chest infection. That's neither here nor there. We're back with a vengeance. Filled with vengeance and rage. Got, oh, just a sea of wonderful stories for you this week. Want to kick things off with uh, a bit of a brazen thief. Um, you know, we've all stolen something in our life. Tell you what mine was. Uh, <laughs> I've never stolen from a shop or anything like that. Pretty boring in that regard. I say boring, just like don't steal shit. But anyway, my okay, I was a kid... Am I really telling this? Sure, why not? Fuck it. When I was a kid, I was like, I think like six maybe. And my parents were looking for a new house. And we went to this other house. There was a family living there. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, they've got a small child. Our small child. Go and go and play with him. So we're playing or whatever. And he had this tool set. And uh, one of the items was a, uh, was a yellow plastic uh, bolt. And I took it, didn't feel good about it, but uh, got rid of it as soon as I got home too. Couldn't stand the guilt. There was very much like a telltale heart. It was, it, <laughs> it was uh, rattling in my pocket. Ooh, the horrors that I've committed. <laughs> That's such a lame... <coughs> Going to be a lot of coughing on this episode. That is such a lame like steel story, but that's it's the only one I got. I'm sorry, it's the only one I got. I should have made up something more badass. I stole a Fabergé egg from a bank vault one time in a heist that I'd done. No, very boring. Just took a plastic, a yellow, a single yellow plastic bolt. Felt awful about it. Um, But we've got another brazen thief here from Nice in France. Uh, A thief is facing four months in jail after he attempted to scan a brand new PlayStation 4 console as a piece of fruit, you know, you get to the self-service aisle and you might forget to scan something, you know, you've accident. Oh, I didn't scan the 15 cent bag. Oh, I forgot about it. You know, you get a piece of fruit and you scan it. It's a PlayStation 4. You know, you've all been there. You've all been there. You've all done it. Don't pass judgment on this guy. You've all done it. According to the French publication, Lest Republican, Lest Republican. Oh, that one was way better. <laughs> they, oh God. According to the French publication, Les Républicains, the man took... Don't you hate when people do that? Just say it. Just say it how you would say it. You know, you know when... Okay, I know, I'm, I know I'm getting off track here for a second, but you know when people are <laughs> talking normally and they're like, yeah, so uh, going to go ahead and uh, dice up these mushrooms here and... Then I'm going to uh, shave some Parmigiano Reggiano. It's like, where did where did that come from? What? Ha- why? Why did you say it like that? Am I the only one that has a gripe with this? People just like really fucking butter or they cake on that accent when they say just certain things, and it's like just say Parmesan cheese or just say Parmesan, just say Parmigiano. Even though that sounds so fucking trashy to say it like that. But you know what I mean. People really just cake on that accent. 
Yeah, thinking about having some pasta tonight. Uh, just going to make it up myself. Got to head down to Coles and get some eggs so I can make some farfalle. It's like, calm down. Calm down. All right. Let's get back to this PlayStation thief. Uh, according to the French publication, L'Est Républicain. That's right. I did it again. Sue me. Um, the man took the PS4 to the fruit department, weighed it, printed out a label and scanned it at the self-checkout. Easy as that. He put a $14 sticker meant for fruit on a PlayStation 4 worth $543, giving him a substantial and almost impressive discount. He walked away unnoticed, sold the item for $160 to pay for a train ticket, and almost got away with the heist. That is until he went back to the same store. Come on! You don't... How many movies do you have to watch? Stop returning to the scene of the crime. That's when you get busted. He went back to the same store the very next day and was caught by police. Well, no shit, mate. You pulled off the gaming heist of the century. Now you have those four months in prison. Really think about what you've done. You think about what you've done here. Fuck it. Today I'm buying a Switch. I'm calling it a mango. i uh, got another story here for you. EasyJet flight taking off in France. Another France story. Ooh la la. A lot of France news in this one. Uh, an EasyJet flight taking off in France had to be diverted last week because of a fake bomb threat. On January 18th, flight Easy 4319 from Lyon to from Lyon to Rennes. I'm really bad at geography and also names of things. If you couldn't tell, but hey, the accent's back. Do you love it? Um, so this the flight Easy 4319 uh, was in the air when authorities received an anonymous call that suggested a bomb could be on the plane. The pilots returned to Lyon, but no bomb was found. Authorities investigating the call said the person behind the threat was a 23-year-old college student in in Rennes. Rene? Rene? I probably should have looked up how to say this before doing the podcast, but, you know, here we are. He allegedly didn't want his parents, who were on the flight, to visit him. Police took the unidentified suspect into custody and have charged him with false news compromising the safety of an aircraft in flight. His next court date is May 21st. If convicted, the alleged hoaxer could face up to five years in prison and a fine of nearly $85,000. Holy shit. He didn't want... So he's a uni student and he didn't want his parents to come out and visit him. Do you think maybe because he didn't want them harshing his party his party lifestyle? Or maybe, maybe uh, like that movie, is it New Kid? Where he's he's reinvented himself. He can't have his parents coming out there and fucking up his his new vibe. They're just blowing up his new spot. Hey, mum. Oh, I know. Right. So excited to see you guys. So excited. Um. Just ugh, super quick question. What what flight? What flight were you guys taking to come visit me at the old education facility? Oh, okay. Cool. So what, what like, flight specifically are you and Dad on? Oh, cool, 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 cool. EasyJet flight. Nice, nice. They always have lots of uh, legroom. Hey, what's the flight number? Just out of, I don't know, just morbid curiosity. Easy4319. I'm not writing it down. So anyway, uh, cool, cool. Um, well, super excited to see you guys, Ovs. Uh, definitely we'll see you soon. Hope the flight goes off without a hitch. Uh, and I guess I'll just see you guys in a couple hours. No biggie. All right. Love you. Bye. Either he's really been dropping the fucking ball at uni and he's fucking up and he doesn't want them coming out there and just fucking like blasting him up about it. 
or he's again i think maybe he's reinvented himself he doesn't need mum and dad coming into town poking holes in his his new cool boy identity that he's got at university so um i understand it and sometimes you have to okay i don't want to be the person that has to side with the bad people all the time but sometimes you have to see it from their point of view first time away from home mum and dad not around all the time you're trying to get laid you're trying to like have parties and stuff you you know you're sort of doing your own thing and then mum and dad want to come into town all of a sudden block my spot now i'm not a cool boy anymore i don't think so you know what's the what's the harm in it what's the harm in a in a fake bomb threat a lot of harm actually <laughs> um a significant amount it would it would uh it would appear because eighty five thousand dollar fine and five years in prison so maybe you really will be living that bad boy lifestyle <laughs> just not how you want it to be a former stripper turned regional sales director for insist therapeutics inc gave a doctor a lap dance during negotiations, persuading him to prescribe an addictive fentanyl spray, a court heard today. Sunrise Lee, that's a person's name, took Paul Madison, an Illinois-based anesthesiologist, to the underground, a top nightclub in Chicago in 2012, with two other sales reps after a business dinner to discuss the drug Subsys. During the night, one of the other reps, Holly Brown, claimed she saw Lee, quote, sitting on his lap, kind of bouncing around. Madison had his hands sort of inappropriately all over her chest, Brown told the federal court in Boston today. The testimony is the latest to emerge in the first criminal trial of painkiller manufacturer executives as authorities try to find culprits of the opioid abuse epidemic that has killed so many it even lowered the US life expectancy. Holy fuck. Madison, who received at least 70800 in speaker fees from INSIS, was convicted in November in another unrelated case for taking money from insurers for chiropractic operations that he never performed. But now he is one of a handful of doctors at the center of the INSIS case, which is just beginning to unravel. According to prosecutors, the doctors were targeted with bribes to push subsis on patients without a prescription. Subsys is a highly addictive, under-the-tongue spray only approved by the FDA to treat cancer pain. But prosecutors say doctors prescribed it to patients without cancer, allegedly after receiving payments from INSIS. Those alleged payments, dinners, and other persuasive gifts, prosecutors say, came from Lee, as well as INSIS founder and ex-chairman John Kapoor, as well as Michael Gurry, Richard Simon, and Joseph Rowan. The executive's lawyers insist everything described in this case was above board. Oh, these... What? Come on, Your Honour. I find it preposterous, quite frankly, that a a couple of free, bouncy, grabby, strippy-doos can't just be part of someone's remuneration package. I don't... Your Honour, I don't want to live in a world where strippers can't be used as a form of gratuity. Okay? I just... I won't have it. Payment should be able to be given with strippy dues, okay? What kind of what kind of barbaric system are we living in, where where you can't offer someone a, a lap dance, and and money and bribes? I mean, money in in you know exchange for forcing drugs on people that needs a prescription but without a prescription. What's wrong with that? You know? Oh, legal red tape, right, guys? They say doctors are allowed to prescribe medications for off-label purposes. Um, how off-label are we talking here? 
Um, yeah, take twice a day with food as required. Blah blah blah. Please see your doctor for refills. Yeah. But nothing on here about the gratuities and the money and the strippers and the and the lap dancers and the such. Well, let's just say that that's above board, first of all. And second of all, I'm allowed to prescribe it for off-label purposes. The label says for strictly for cancer pain only and for nothing else. Yes, I'm aware of that. But when you squat down for like a minute, does it hurt your legs? Okay, you can have it. The guy, hey, he said his elbow hurt. So I thought nothing wrong with giving him a super strong pharmaceutical grade prescription medicine for off-label purposes. Strictly for cancer pain only. There's no big deal. What do you mean malpractice? You have a headache? That's fine. Here, have this opioid. Pharmaceutical companies routinely contract experts to speak at events to share their knowledge and further drug development. Brown said the dinners were hardly professional affairs. They were held at a Chicago restaurant owned by Kapoor. So owned by the guy who has the, who, who also co-owns the drug company that they're bribing these people to push their subscriptions for. Okay. And they uh, were not attended by clinicians, but by friends. All clinicians are my friends. Okay, so the lines are blurred, very much like your vision gets blurred when you take too much of our painkiller. The idea was these weren't really meant to be educational programs, but were meant to be rewards to physicians. People so loosely throw around the term gratuity. I like to call it educational rewards program. They were rewarded for participating in educational programs. Is anyone buying this? Is anyone buying any of this? Everything that we're doing is above board, including the the strippy-doos and the lap dancers. I think you guys, prudes, so many goddamn prudes trying to hold down the fucking painkiller industry. It's ridiculous, and I'm sick of it. I saw a bunch of articles for... Uh, a place in Beijing called the Anger Room where you can pay to smash stuff, which got me wondering, hey, can I do that here down under in the down underverse? Absolutely, I can. Could I interest you in the smash pit? Destruction therapy or just plain fun? A unique adrenaline rush. This isn't an, this isn't fucking advertising or native advertising, okay? Because I'm very much going to have a giggle at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the smash pit. Uh, I have a podcast. Yeah, not a lot of people listen to it. And I would like to, on that, kind of like make fun of you a little bit about the names of the stuff and the service that you provide. Is that cool? Can you pay me? No, hello? They've hung up. Quote, have you ever wanted to just smash that computer? Been tempted to throw a plate or two? Want an alternative approach to anger management? That's, pro- let's not, guys, let's all get on board now and say that there shouldn't be an alternative approach to anger management. We should just go through the regulated, normal, tried and true methods and systems to manage that anger, okay? Because I don't want to be walking down the street in the valley and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get a beer today. And all of us, I've been glassed. The Smash Pit Rage Room is the place for you, whether it's for therapy or just plain fun. Stop calling it therapy, okay? It's not therapy. And if, like... Someone needs to monitor this place. There should be a little checkbox that says, now, is this for fun or is this for therapy? And if it's for therapy, someone has to follow that person around for two weeks just to see what they're up to. Yes, hi, I'm here for my weekly therapy. 
Yes, Smash Room 3, please. We provide the room, the cool but functional safety gear, music, crockery or electrical items to smash, and of course, a bat. Swing away! It's the tagline. Swing away. It's simple, really. This is it. This is the this is like the about us, you know. I had to know more about the Smash Pit, okay? So I wanted to know what are they all about? It's simple, really. We're just professionals who want a place to let loose after having to maintain a cool, calm, and collective appearance 100% of the time. Sorry. What? What? Guys, me and my friends have been talking and we're sick of being calm, cool, and collected 100% of the time. So we need a place to get our rage on. Guys, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I am bubbling under the surface. There is an unspeakable rage under this shell of a person you see standing in front of you and every second of every day i'm trying to just hold it back don't hit him with the bat save it for the rage room what do you mean we're just professionals who want a place to let loose after having to maintain a cool calm and collective appearance a hundred percent of the time is that am i the only one that's concerned about this it, this is some this is some Patrick Bateman American psycho shit. Oh yes, and here's my new business card. As you'll see, it's bone white. Ooh, the texture on that boils my blood. Oh, I just want to I just want to follow this guy to his car and crack him in the back. Oh, save it for the rage room. Save it for the rage room. In today's world, we deal with stuff we can't control, right? Okay, I guess. The printer playing up is an old favorite of ours. Okay, I didn't read this far. They've put in the the frustrated sounds. So I'm going to read it verbatim. The printer playing up is an old favorite of ours. Ugh! What about when you can't catch that Pokemon? Ugh! But we still want to be safe. <laughs> Holy shit. You know when you're at work and you've got to keep a cool, calm, and collected? Oh, it pisses me off that I've got to stay calm and collected 100% of the time. Yes, I want three. Oh, my God, it only printed out one copy. That's fine. While I wait for the printer to sort out what it's doing, I'm just going to catch this Clefairy. Oh, it didn't catch it. I'm about to kill. But we still want to be safe. You know, we're filled with rage, but we want to be safe from these people lock them up um we mean you can't just go around smashing stuff out there in the real world yeah you you i mean you can it's advised you don't everyone would prefer that you wouldn't uh so we made a place where where it is acceptable to get a bit loose and relieve some relief some stress so we made a place where it is acceptable to get a bit loose and relieve some stress it's called destruction therapy Rage rooms are popping up everywhere around the world. They are. That's what led me to this place. We are proud to be Australia's second rage room. Oh, late to market. And where better place for a bit of therapy and fun than the Sunshine Coast in sunny Queensland, only an hour north of Brisbane. Sunshine Coast. I've been to the Sunshine Coast. Let me lay out the Sunshine Coast for you. Daytime, everyone. Lovely. You go into, like, the, my limited experience, okay? I have a friend who lives on the Sunshine Coast, so I've, only, I've been there a few times. Now, during the daytime, it was wonderful. Everyone was polite, really nice, so bubbly and friendly and 
ah, oh, so great. Then we went out to a bar slash club at nighttime. And it was like, it was like everyone was making up for the fact that they were happy during the day. It was the, t- the tension everywhere was crazy. The tension was scary. I'm a big dude. I can hold my own. Okay. But like every single dude everywhere was staunch and every other guy shouldering other dudes. But like it was fucked. I don't know if it was this one place, but shit was fucked. It felt like literally everyone was making up for the fact that they'd been so goddamn nice all day. So the fact that this is on the Sunshine Coast scares me a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, it's so pretty. It's so pretty up there. You know, what are you guys all grumpy about? (laughs) I was so nice. Oh, look at all these beaches and stuff. It's so pretty here. It's so pretty. We're bubbling under the fucking surface. Oh, it's so nice. I'm going to go out for a surf today. I'm going to cut loose on the waves. I'm going to fucking smash up room three at the Rage Room. I digress. Um, our mission here at the Smash Pit is for you to leave relaxed, happy, and exhilarated. We can do that by providing you with some Smash protection. A bat! Every time they write a bat, it's all in capitals with an exclamation mark. It's concerning. Maybe some tunes. Barry Manilow if you're going through a breakup. What? And a crate of items to smash. Now we've got some packages to choose from. We've got the classic smash. That's $39. That's a single crate of items. You get your safety gear and up to 10 minutes in the pit. That's an 18 plus event though. And that's only one person in the pit at a time. Because we do value safety here, guys. There's only one. There's only one person in the pit at the time, all right? There's the super smash. $55. The perfect smash season. One crate of items and one electrical item. Safety gear and up to 10 minutes in the pit. Our most popular session. Of course, 18 plus, only one person in the pit at a time. The breakup, $99, and that's for two people. The mega smash, which is $177, that's for four people. Um, And the BYO smash for $33. So, you know, maybe you've you've got your own stuff that you want to smash, but you just need a smash zone. Um, They do provide that. So, you know, a lot of great um, selections there. A lot of things to be concerned about as well. But hey, you know, you live and you learn, you love and you live and you bubble under the surface until it all just fucking spills out. But hopefully you're in the rage room when it does. Ah, I got some honorable mentions here. Uh, These are all from Bellingham, Washington. Shout out to my wonderful friend Colin who lives in Bellingham, Washington. Bellingham, Washington is filled with some wonderful misconnections uh, and that's why I frequent it. In Trove after foe. You recognize me in Trove around 5 p.m. on February 1st after we both ate at foe 99. I said good eyes but what I really meant was beautiful eyes. I would love to see them again and that one's from Noah. Oh, hey, what's up? I saw you at uh, Phone 99. We're both um, grubbing down a little bit. Hey, what? Hey, just wanted to say, good eyes. Hey, those eyes you got in your head? Those are great. You got some, Hey, those are some great eyes that you got. Fuck! I meant beautiful eyes. Fuck! Ah, should I correct it? Ah, I've already said it. Fuck! Nah, it's okay. I'll just write it on misconnections when I get home. Hey, I'm sure you get this a lot, but uh, I just had to stop and say, 
good eyes. <laughs> oh man, terrifying. It's terrifying to be a woman. Um, never chasing again. I'm not going to chase anyone ever again. I'd rather make friends with the world. I'm going back to the old days. You can chase me if you want, but I'm fast, so I don't recommend it. Though it will whip you into shape, so it's up to you. See ya. <coughs> Fuck the new days. I'm going back to the old ones. I'm not chasing people anymore. You can chase me, but I'm fast. Try and keep up. Oof. I'll whip you into shape, but whatevs. Bye. <laughs> Winko self-checkout. Winko is a grocery store in Bellingham. Funnily enough, the person that's in this story, I was reading this out to Colin. He said, oh, fuck, I was just in Winco. And then I described the person in this to him. He's like, I saw the guy. So I really, I'm going to, I'm going to see if Colin can go into the Winco, show this guy the the misconnection and then just get his his feedback on just his take on it. What, what, he, what he thinks about it. Here it is. Winco self-checkout. I just wanted to appreciate this adorable, great work ethic having, positive attitude mountain of a man that I want to climb like a monkey. I bet he's the nicest guy too. Bet his piggyback rides are literally the best. Wish I wasn't moving in six months. He's probably married with a beautiful family anyhow. Literally my favorite reason to visit Bellingham. Bellingham is like a, it's like a coastal town, lots of forests, scenic views. Uh, there's a lot of like cool like antique shops and cinemas and uh, like theater places. It's a cool, it's like a quaint little university town. It seems very fucking cool. Of all the things that you could possibly want to visit Bellingham, Washington for, well, what do you like to visit it for, Jeff? Well, love to get out into the wilderness, head up on the big stretch of uh, the the mountainous roads and be half in the forest, but you peer out and you see across the beautiful like uh water and it's just wonderful it's magic i love that what about you mary well there's this really big fucking guy down at the winco that i want to climb like a monkey and i bet he's got kids but i don't give a fuck he's my favorite reason for coming here (laughs) i love that i love that that's your favorite reason to coming to this quaint little picturesque town and there's a dude down there oh i want to get all over that shit but uh, yeah, I really I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see if I can get Colin to go in there and talk to the guy because I need I need to know that guy's reaction to this. What a climber! I just love the description as well. Adorable, great work ethic, having positive attitude, mountain of a man. That's gonna do it for this week. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Head over to slopfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images, and the custom artwork for this and previous episodes uh slop a follow on the socials to be notified when new episodes go live and while you're there you can also shoot me a message that's at slopfest podcast on facebook twitter and instagram or you can email me slopfestpodcast at gmail.com i reply to all messages dms emails come have a bloody chat let me know you know your thoughts or if you've got some weird news stories as well um people like to send them to me on the facebook so wherever you want to send them in if you've got a if you've got a weird and wacky uh new story that you bump into shoot it my way uh, i would very much appreciate that but yeah come come uh have a chat come hang out you know throw a a review on whatever podcast platform you happen to to listen to this show on um would super appreciate if you told a friend about the show 
Uh, word of mouth. Word of mouth is the best way to get podcasts to spread. I feel at least that's how I find all my shows. I just ask people who listen to podcasts. Uh, but anyway, <sighs> feels good to be back. Still a bit sick, but uh, I had to do this one. Was excited to get this episode out. Um, come back for episode eighteen, and uh, you know I'm just having a blast making this shit, and uh, I appreciate you coming and listening and hanging out and writing in your messages and liking the post and sharing with people and all that good stuff. Uh, I really do appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, this has been episode seventeen. Come back for episode eighteen. And uh, I'll see you next time.